Mick Foley loves Christmas. He thinks he might be Santa Claus. And he might very well be. There's no proof that he's not really. Real glass. Find me a river. World Championship Wrestling Official Trading Cards. Basement Booker's Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Booker's Podcast seasonal, non-denominational holiday episode guest-starring Santa Claus. It's me, your boy, Basement Chair. With Rich the Riz, the world's most baldest Rizist man. Wow. The opposite of a Santa Claus. Rich the Riz, welcome to the Basement Booker's Podcast with Basement Chair here, the Basement Champion. Thank you, bro. Glad to be here. Glad to no longer look like Santa. I did have a Santa period, as we all do at some point. Maybe, probably. Happy Rich Festivus. Is, men can't have Santa periods. Happy Festivus to those who <laughs> celebrate today, of course, is the wonderful non-denominational holiday of Festivus. Don't forget to air your grievances and try your hardest in those feats of strength, people. All right. That being said, Jer has something we want to try, doesn't he? Yeah, so this clip is from... It's Mankind and Michael Cole here. This is from Christmas Madness on Monday Night Raw, December 20th, 1999. Travel through time with us as we listen to a young Mick Foley. Not to be confused with the actual young Mick Foley, but young Mick Foley here with younger Michael Cole. So I'm going to hit the play button right now, and we're going to pause a lot because WWE's mean to me. It's in a boiler room brawl. Now, I know what Santa means to you. I mean, I read the book, Santa Villages, the visits with the family. Santa Villages. You know, mankind, Mick Foley loves Christmas. He thinks he might be Santa Claus, and he might very well be. There's no proof that he's not, really. I mean, I've never seen them both in the same place. Me neither. Okay. I mean, you can't be too happy about this. Well, I'm not happy at all about this. My kids love that guy. Christmas is a few days away. I love Santa Claus. Jesus, he sounds so young and like less like damaged, you know. And that's it's very interesting. And I think that that maybe that him saying his kids like Santa is that maybe he's Santa, you know, and he's just trying to say this has to be pre Hell in a Cell, right? I maybe um and in the future so in the future we've figured this out with technology this whole time travel thing kind of gets the brain a little foggy uh so mankind versus undertaker hell in a cell was june 28th 1998 so approximately a year and a half before this interview right here this is the result of that uh, you know, you don't come out. They say you come out of the hell in a cell a different person. This this can't be further from the truth. So tell me, what am I supposed to do to prove what a tough guy I am? Do I slap him in his cheeks? That are like- he sounds a lot like Kevin Owens, like a little bit. Like when you mm. hear him talking, it's like a thing that Kevin Owens would say. Yeah. Like slap him in his cheeks, you know. It's, mm. His rosy like cheeks. Yeah. Do I kick him in his dimples so merry? Or better yet, do I put a big boot to his nose, which is just like a cherry? Does that make me a tough guy? Better yet, maybe mankind, the king of the boiler room, should give him a big... 
He's the king of the boiler room, Rich mm-hmm. Garez. Um, I didn't know the boiler room was under a monarchy. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, I guess I forgot, actually. We forgot. We've forgotten it's been this. a long time since we've been there. Yeah. Take me to his little round belly and watch it shake like a bowl full of jelly. Would that finally make me look like a tough guy? You answer me, Michael Cole, because I really don't know. He does look like a guy that doesn't know. It's like you could put like local man and like channel <laughs> bullshit news, and this would be what that this would be a person like that. Mm-hmm. This would be Florida man, you know, or you know, technically Staten Island man, uh, whatever, Long Island man. Yeah, Long know. Island. He's a Long Island man, mm-hmm. like the iced tea, not to be confused with iced tea. Am I supposed to take this match? Am I supposed to? <laughs> hey, is that gangrel? I don't think so. Oh. Goofy from Bradshaw's Cheer Shot. Because I'm having an interview with Santa Claus right now. I don't really need the, Who's the posse that? hanging what? around. Oh, the oh, mean posse. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they almost look like, um, you know, uh, when you have, like, a function and someone's got to, like, stand with the like a waiter at like a, like a catering business, you know, like one of those mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. Like, the maitre d'. Yeah, enjoy this horse do-verse. Mm-hmm. More like Mean Street P-words. Mm. Uh, That's a good thing they had a camera ready in that boiler room. Hey, man. at Don't judge... 1999's um standards buddy because you know just to lock Aaliyah up in a locker room she was locked in with a with a camera man that poor guy you know what I mean serves him right being a cameraman in the women's locker room do we know the gender of the camera person in question I always assume it's a guy because like Strength-wise, they'll be able to carry that thing longer than like a woman would. So, um, that's just you know. Uh, I mean, if I'm wrong, by the way, I figured there'd be like a trading card for this person, and everyone would know because it's a woman camera person. So, sorry. They're in the boiler room. <laughs> yeah, they're in the boiler room. It's a boiler room brawl. Did I just get my ass kicked by the Mean Street Posse? Yes. That's embarrassing. Santa! <laughs> there you are, you old son of a gun. Listen, I don't... All right, so they're in the same place. So maybe Santa isn't a face of Foley. Hmm. Or we could be witnessing some sort of camera trickery. I don't know what this is all about, but you and I are supposed to have a match of Boiler and Brawl right now. Me and you. You know what that means? It means I've got to kick your ass, and I don't... I got to kick your ass. <laughs> I got to kick your ass. He looks like a guy that someone really said that to them. Look, I got to kick your ass. Mm. <laughs> what? Santa looks like someone they just brought in off the street, put in a Santa suit, but like he can't hear what Foley's saying, and no one told him what was going on beforehand. And he's just like, "All right, I get twenty bucks to go to this boiler room, and this guy's gonna come talk to me. I don't know what he says. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I get twenty bucks." That's pretty plausible, but like judging from what we know now about Vince McMahon, I wonder if like he had this guy's like 
location available because he was like, you know, he like hired him to be his champion in a mm. legal bump in an illegal bum fight with like his millionaire friends. And like his bum had just defeated like Trump's bum. And like he's like, listen, I want to know exactly where this guy is at all times. I'm gonna repay him one day. Do you think bum fighting is uh Dana White's next uh initiative? No, because Yo, UFC then... Slap, what is it? Slap fight, whatever it's called. Yeah. Power slap. Power slap, actually. No, see, here's the thing. Like, those, like, there's exclusive, these are exclusive for, like, let's just say it's not in Dana White's pay grade. Like, he doesn't make enough money. Mm. At least at that point when they were doing that. Like, I'm talking about the past. There was no Dana White, really. That's true. Like, he was just some guy. Who was like? No, I know. I'm just know, thinking. I'm thinking now. No, I'm just saying. But like, like he would have to be a like he doesn't have enough money. Mm-hmm. Like these guys, these millionaires, these bum fights, they get dark. I'm not even allowed to talk about them. I don't even know how I know about them. But sources, sources nowhere near the situation told me about these underground bum fights. So I don't even know if Vince can even do them now because like he's in trouble now and they don't like all the other millionaires and billionaires don't want to like, you know, associate mm-hmm. with him or whatever. And I know there's at least one guy who can't do bum fights anymore or else he can't get his old job back. So he can't be doing that stuff. You get caught, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, having like a champion bum in your bum fights. But according to what I know, Vince has never lost like his guys always win. So it's like a whole thing. He's like the champion guy. And this guy at one point, this Santa, he was a champion bum fighter. And now I think he's like a Santa, like a mall Santa and like Toledo, Ohio or some shit. So it's pretty cool. Hmm. Let's go back. I don't really want to do that. I don't don't want to be on the bad boys list. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. This is a boiler room batch. The way you win is by leaving the boiler room first. So look, I really don't need this on my record. He doesn't want to be on the permanent naughty list. So Mick Foley has discovered a way to make this easier. Because now all Santa has to do is run away. Right. It's like it's like a race. Yeah. Let's let's see what happens. Let's see what happens here reputation or my conscience oh. i'm gonna turn my back you walk out of the room you win that way you go back to the north pole you tell mrs claus all the elves that uh, you beat mankind and now it's on santa right now his eyes wide with thinking about how hot mrs claus is gonna get when she realizes that he is a slave riding Bad card beaten. Child gift given. Said to McGut. Woo! Ho! Ho! And a boiler room brawl. Probably oh, good for you, okay? Oh, oh, oh. Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas, okay? I'll put you over. Don't worry about that. Hmm. Gonna put him over, brother. Mm-hmm. Santa. Oh, no! They More have Santa. to give the Mean Street Posse, maybe. Time to disguise themselves as Santas. Something tells me there's about to be a tag team match. Would they be the North Pole Posse? Yeah, the North Pole Pussies. All right, let's go. Said it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I muted it. Oops. 
I always like Foley's like uh, when he's fighting. Mm-hmm. He always reminds me of like uh, you ever watch Popeye and yeah. like Popeye's beating up a guy. It's kind of mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> get ya, get ya. I got get ya to back. I got much cash. I got much cash. I think uh, Jim Ross is about 50 in this. <laughs> Young Jim Ross. What? That was a half a pot. It broke off. Is it? Oh, oh. oh, so they're just regular guys. They don't look like the... Uh... Mean Street Posse? Yeah. North Pole Posse. North Pole Posse, right. Now NPP? You know what MVP? Again, the object is to walk out the ball. There's two more. There's like a gang of Santas after this guy. What the hell? There's two more. Like the Santa Clan. How many Santa Clan? There you go. I'm trying to figure out. This guy's got to be a guy. Like he's got muscles. Like you can see it mm-hmm. in the uh, Santa. Wait, is that um DX then? Because these punches. Yeah, that's Road Dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he would... Uh... Yeah. Oh, oh, put him to a table. Oh, God, the table. I went to the table. We got to pause a lot for reasons, so I got to do this. Hmm. He YouTube fell gods. three feet to the ground. That looks like a garbage can top. I think it is. is that what that is? Yeah. Pretty sure it is. Trying to get a load of this here boiler room. So, like, if they're not careful, like, they could take the power out. Because that looks like... Uh... Yeah, th- th- those are definitely uh, circuit breakers. Yeah. That's all this has been. Oh, he's going to get... Oh, yeah, it's moving out of the way, I guess. Oh! Oh! He's got the upper hand again. Mick Foley does. He's going to hit him with the uh, hand. Whoa. Oh, that cooking sheet has a dent in it already, by the way, from hitting that guy. Billy Gunn, probably. That was a cooking sheet. Nothing sweet about it, JR. That, um... Doc Hendricks. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. There just happens to be a glass picture frame in the boiler room. Is it glass? It, I don't know what it is. Real glass. Cry me a river. Oh, yeah. I see the reflection in Oh, God. So we smashed him right through with that bag of what? I don't even know. You, there could be like an elf in there for all we know. All I know is mankind just got hit with a giant sack in the face. Oof. Ooh, what's in there? It sounds like it's a bunch of cookie sheets in there. <laughs> that Triple H? I heard him explain. Yeah. Yeah. I've got two words for all. Suck it. Good night. Oh. <laughs> Suck it, you stupid jerk. 
It's that bastard. <laughs> Hunter! The no good Charles Helmsley. What a setup. Here's the winner, Santa Claus. <laughs> Teddy! Teddy! Long. What a bunch of jerks, bunch of Grinches. Yeah, celebrating that was. Let me go back there so we could see them. That's the Me Street Posse. Mm-hmm. That's young Stephanie McMahon with the freshly purchased uh, chest. Most likely, and attributes. Uh, attributes. Uh, she got. She redistributed them. Mm. There's Triple H with the fanny pack. Of course, got the gimmicks in there, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gas in the middle there. All right, we saw what happened here. Let's just move it along so we can keep this. All right, let's see what happened here. Oh, he's taking off the rest of his Santa jammies. What does everybody want? I figure Hanukkah's just over with and Christmas is just right around the corner and it's the given season. So I thought I'd come in here and ask, not ask, demand a match with The Rock tonight. And not- this is the McMahon Helmsley regime era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just any match because I want to make him pay for sticking his nose between me and Mick again. I want a Brahma bull rope match with him. <laughs> hey, hey, something funny? No, no, no don't sorry. laugh at me. Hey, Al. Don't laugh at him. Let me make something clear to you, all right? You never, ever walk in here and demand anything. You got it? Ever. Okay? Right, right. Don't ever. Shut up. Hmm. Popcorn machine. Ah. All right, you got your match. Brahma bull rope match. You and the Rock, you're on. Wow. See, this is an office, and I'm pretty sure there's a door. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take that bell. I'm gonna polish it up real nice. I'm gonna turn it sideways, and then I'm gonna beat him on the head. Look at that TV. That's a tube television, folks. Yeah. It probably has a VCR built in uh, to the bottom of it. Just uh, pointing that out there. Um, it might have a VCR built in there. So if you look, see if towards here, like mm-hmm. the flat surface over here on the bottom there, like how it bends a little bit, like here is probably the VCR portion. My guess is think. that would actually be the speakers. But not necessarily, but it could be a VCR. Okay. But it's probably speakers. Remember buttons on TVs? Yeah, they used. I used to have to stand up, and I'd walk up to the television. Wow! And I'd have to turn the dial to mm-hmm. pick a channel to watch stuff on. And eventually, that dial wears out because it's plastic, so you got to use pliers. Yeah, um, we never got that far. The TV usually stops working before then, so we've we've been lucky. So but yeah, it does wear yeah. out. Like, yeah, I had, it will. 
I had I had I had to use pliers on my on my TV. So I don't know if that talks about the good quality of the TV or the bad quality of the the, the knobs. Well, maybe take it easy on the knobs, bro. All right, like you well, don't you have know, to. Five channel five to channel eleven was kind of a long way. That is a long way, especially when you want to get there before the commercials are. Right. Uh, you know, and especially when you're switching around. Mm-hmm. You know, it's harder. So. Anyway, um, that was interestingly fun. What did you think of that? That was cool. What a what a thing that cool, was. Cool. Definitely a cool little blast from the past. I don't know where there was more of a contrast. I don't know if it was uh, young Mick Foley versus now or young Michael Cole versus now. Yeah, I mean, he's not even sitting. He right. doesn't even have a sitting job. He's just mm-hmm. back there Byron Saxoning all the live long day. You know, except Byron actually got to do commentary before he was Byron Saxoning all the live long day. True. So we did. We didn't get a good enough look at Michael Cole. I wonder if this was the uh, Soul Patch era. I think it is. You know what? I think since we're talking about Michael Cole, let's bring up one of your favorite Michael Cole moments. So before we continue with the holiday theme in this special episode of the Basic Bookers Podcast for. The holiday season, Christmas week, if you will. Uh, we are going to piggyback off of that Boiler Room Brawl, which featured a match, an interview before the match with Michael Cole, to this other Boiler Room segment that featured Michael Cole in a an even less pleasant scenario. I don't know what you're talking about, Rich Torres. Hit, uh, well, well, let's see. Hit that button. Not on the screen. Okay, so we're already out the gate. Uh, you know, uh, viewers scratch and advise if you've got like uh, little ones who don't understand what wrestling was in the old west. And mm-hmm. this is even that not that long ago. Actually, it's kind of long ago, I guess. Long time, long, long time ago. This actually would be good for the Valentine's Day episode too. Yeah, this would be, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you when that edible hits, by the way, that looks to look like Cole. Like he looks like he's fucked up. <laughs> There's definitely something wrong. I just want to go to sleep. There's definitely something wrong with Michael Cole right now. And if you are not familiar with this segment, you will soon find out why. And maybe we apologize in advance. No, we don't. We didn't write it. Remember wrestling, boy. It can be anything. <laughs> Is, is that a oh, bone in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Hold on a second. I want to make sure I didn't mishear that. Just let's pay, focus on the expression here, okay? The expression on Michael Cole's face. Okay? Do I, I don't, have to? Just after you hear. Like, listen. Okay, mm-hmm. ready? Yeah. Right, I'm going to go back. It's right here. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> that didn't register to me back in the day, by the way. Uh, to be fair, this was a rather cold open to this segment. Yeah. By WWE. <laughs> All right. As you can see, fully clothed. I, I assume, right? Uh, Michael Cole is, is, right? Top half. 
Okay, okay. All right, this is on YouTube, by the way. This is on, from WWE. <sighs> I bet you're wondering why it gets you back here, Michael. Does he have to thrust every time? Yes. I got to ask Michael Cole about this, like the process, you know, what he thought. Oh, I've been watching you. I'm uncomfortable, I gotta say. Like, I don't remember it being this uncomfortable. I just you remember really the situation. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was drunk a lot. So let's see what happens here. But not really. Okay. Ready? And I've been studying you, Michael. And I know me and you, we want the same things. To commentate for WWE and watch Jets games together? Is that what you want to do? Like, I don't know if that's what he wants to do. I, I don't know. Cole looks just as confused. Yeah, and like, what could he mean? Etc. We have the same desires. <sighs> All right. So what we have here is I think this gentleman is um, trying to intimidate him. Maybe. I don't know. But I think he's letting him know I likes you and I wants you. Now we could do this the easy way, or we could do this the hard way. Now, for those of you that are particularly uncomfortable, let's imagine Heidenreich has Michael Cole in a hammerlock right now. Oh, he's got a bit of hammerlock. There you go. Well, now that I've got you back here. And a hammerlock. Right. Well, along with me. And a hammerlock. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you what you want. Another hammerlock. Separated shoulder. WWE was wild. <laughs> what the hell? What, yo, I want to know which psychopath on the freaking creative team came up with this shit. <laughs> like, hey, I've got an idea. Could you imagine sitting with Michael Cole and be like, hey, pal, you want to do something fun on TV? You know, like, what what are we doing here? Like, I kind of want to blame it on Michael Hayes, but I feel like it's uh, it's the old man. Yeah, it's like, listen, buddy, you're about to be battle tested. Like, listen, ready for do you, war. Do, do you do you want Vince is like, hey, pal, do you want undefeated streak of WrestleMania, brother? Yeah, this is it. This is how it happened. Mm -hmm. He's like, listen, if I, 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 you're gonna owe me one. It's gonna be big. Oh man, the my shirt, the the green screen is not even green in the shirt. That's no, weird. it's blue. It is blue, but like you see how the green screen was the effect. See how it's shown on it in some places. That's weird. Sorry, I'm about to set hide it right after you. <sighs> All right, I had to stop this because there was a lot of silence and heavy breathing. Mm -hmm. Like, he's, like, in his ear. I believe his lips might be touching them. Is this method acting? Uh, it, it could be, although I could say I was... I, I've had people talk at my ear like that as recently as last night because drunk. Obviously not on my part. 
And you know what? There's only so much you could do. Cole here apparently is in a hammerlock of sorts. And can't get away. And I think that's what his whimpering and such is about. Hammerlocks hurt. A big show's like, what did I just see? Is he is that like on television? That means there's a cameraman. Dude, could you imagine there's like a cameraman? He's like this. He's like shaking because he's worried he could be next. Boy, yeah, I those hope that was... were not off limits back then. Man, I hope it wasn't one of those dreaded. Was it just a hammerlock, Richter is? It might have been a banana hammerlock. The most brutal and lethal of all hammerlocks. The banana hammerlock. What happened to the poem? Doesn't he read him a poem? Did they actually break that into two different segments? I think there's more than one segment. That's right, Richter is. Heidenreich is was creepy. I don't know if he is now. Um, and we'll hope uh, he gets released on his own recognizance. So, um, that being said, Rich, mm. this is number seven in a WWE's top ten. You had thought you wanted to talk about these ladies having a great trickish uh, Christmas fight. Uh, here we yeah, go. It was, a, it, was a, it was a holiday bash eight-woman tag team match featuring damage control versus Selena Vega, Shotzi, Bianca Belair, and remind me who else, because I'm terrible. Uh, now I'm on the spot. Uh, Michin. Yes, there you who go. Who had the pinfall victory on the current reigning defending women's world's champion or whatever she's called, EO Sky. That's right. So that puts her in contention to taking an L on an episode of SmackDown, probably. So let's just see what... They have to say again, this is from this is a WWE.com. Their YouTube. I will link it below so you can go there. All credit to WWE and WWE.com. We don't own shit. Yes. That's uh, our official legal disclaimer. Our lawyers have shaken their heads in approval for. We have the lawyers. That being said. Let's go with this. Like we all know that Kyrie Sane could do many things with a trash can lid. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know. And uh, I, my favorite Kyrie Sane move is the garbage lid back fist uh, move um, there. I feel like every know. time, so she's hit. She's uh she's had some garbage can lid hits. I'm gonna assume I said that right. In the past. Yeah. And I when she does the thing where she swings around completely and hits them, I f- it it often looks to me like her hand like shifts as she's swinging and she like hits them with the side, mm. which seems really fucking dangerous. But I mean, we'll see how she hits it here. It kind of, when I watched it, I didn't have a chance to look it back. I was at like 1.75x for lack of time. So uh, I guess we'll get a better look now. All right. Let's see what she does. Like Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Uh, Oscar the Grouch, he, uh, he would wear a trash can lid on his house. Mm. I guess that's what he was getting at. Um, is that pie? Yes, that's the uh, pumpkin pie that... Right. Um, someone mm-hmm. said it was from Thanksgiving, probably. 
Interesting. These cookies, um, I, I believe I see a sugar cookie. Mm. There's a sugar cookie over there somewhere, probably. Mm. And various treats. And the saddest Christmas tree. Selena Vega should have brought Coquito, I'm just saying. That would have been cool if, like, someone was covered in Coquito. I don't know why they didn't do that. That would have yeah. been fun. Like, if she's yeah. going to have La Chancla, then she should have Coquito. They should have had a pool of Coquito. Like yes. one of those little kiddie pools and mm. like just like have somebody like, oh, man, too bad we don't have any of them do the pounce, like pounce somebody into the. Like, yeah. Um, in, all, in all, I mean, in all fairness, like now that I know, now that I know how to make it and, and, and making it regularly, I would make it throughout the year if I could be a great summer drink. In fact, um, a 48 ounce serving of Coquito. It does take like ten dollars to make for the ingredients. Oh shit! So if you're ever like, why is it ten dollars a bottle? That's why. Plus the cost of the bottle. True that. The more you know. All but right. I've got some coquito from a mm. worker friend. Let's go. KP, I can do this all day. Jeez! Oh, oh my god! Yeah, you see, it came at her sideways. It like did it stutter for you a second? The video. It did. I could go back because I want to see it and make sure that people can see it too. Rewind a little further because, like, every time you hit play, it's it stutters because like it starts out in slow motion while the audio is in real time. Let me. Oh, it's on seven twenty. I thought I could lower it a little bit to make it easier. I don't want to make it too ugly. Can you see here? I yeah, made it four eighty. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me Maybe rewind back. a little more too. Yeah. Yeah, because. Mm -hmm. All right. Good? Slow, but yeah. Okay. At Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. KP, I could do this all day. Damn it, did it again. Oh, my God. But you could see on its way, it's coming horizontal. Like an edge kind of yeah. thing. Uh, also, that was a Captain America reference because he said, I could do this all day. That's a Captain America. He'd say that. Mm. So, the trash can lid, He's, it could be used as a shield. I know? feel like I've heard a lot of... Uh... Movie characters say that, but okay. Yeah, but it's more specifically Captain America, and uh, also it's a pop culture reference, and more people know it for that. Uh, you know, so and they're not all of them are using trash can lids to hit people. You True. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not that Captain America is, but he, you know. Here comes Alita Vega with the steel chair in hand. Mm -hmm. Um, she calls it a chancla, I guess. Her hair looks like coquito and its ingredients. Not anymore, it don't. It's got a chair. And I believe it's a wig. Hmm. She mentioned it, that Asuka had ruined her wig. And Asuka says she looks great in green. Or whatever it is. Oh, no. Dakota with the pumpkin pie. That's clear. That's a lady who got hit with a pumpkin pie. Yeah. That was all they gave us from that. Uh, Rich wanted to check that out there. Holidays. Uh, re the ho holiday. Holiday hoedown, whatever they call That's it. That's right. Christmas present. Yes. I, f I felt like it was appropriate to watch something from the present. And now let's discuss some of the future. That's right. 
Rich to Riz of the past talking about the present. That's right. So real quick, couple quick hits in, in the news to sort of discuss the future here. Apparently, Ace Steel and everyone's favorite cancer, CM Punk, uh, are have signed lifetime NDAs to not talk about Brawl Out. That's right, Richter is. As a matter of fact, there's only one person who's going to one day be able to write a book that's going to make a shitload of money that can actually talk about it. There's only one person, and that's the wife of A. Steele. So it's not out of the question, right, that mm-hmm. one or both of them can actually write a book now, just not just have their lawyer not send it to the publisher until after their death. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that we'll eventually find out. Yeah. But if one person isn't covered under the NDA, she can still write it. Like, can't she tell the story if she wanted to? She's was not she under present? the NDA. Was she present? Apparently she was there. She, because uh, why mention her at all? If she's, you know what I mean? Like, why would she be mentioned at all if she wasn't there? You're right. One of the commenters on this uh, this article that allegedly, read, yeah, right, um, uh, suggested that she could uh, write write her own book or do an interview. But that's what I'm but, saying. That's the money but, I'm talking about. She but could make speculates, money off that. yeah, speculates that why would the people in the wrong have to sign an NDA? Hmm. Or rather, why why were the people that are that were not in the wrong? What is it? I'm not I haven't had enough coffee. Isn't everyone yet, under an NDA though? So this are this uh interview I think also Tony's under an NDA. I don't think I think no one can talk about it except for her. Is that the only way Tony can keep his mouth shut with an NDA? Uh, yeah, probably. If you think about it, like, think about it. People talk about, like, he shouldn't be using his Twitter and stuff and things. You know, he just says all sorts of stuff. I think he's gotten better. I haven't seen a lot of tweets from him. No, yeah, he hasn't been doing anything because I think they told him to knock the shit off. And now's not a good time for him to do that either. Right. Um, So, anyway, there was an interview with Stephen New, who was the lawyer representing uh, Punk. I know who he is because he's Jim Cornette's lawyer. He's also Cordette's lawyer, which is an interesting connection. I wonder if, like, interesting. Do you think we could get Cordette back at WWE with Punk? Like, could you imagine, like, because we're talking about Cornette the future. And like, Cornette Punk and Punk versus Paul Heyman Roman and Roman Reigns? And Heyman. Yes! See, I saw. I knew I could get you back because you were getting annoyed that I was interrupting your news, but I had to do this. I have to bring this out. This is a wow. It's a possibility. There's a connection here. Wow. I could watch a promo battle between Jim Cornette and Paul Heyman. Make it a two-night WrestleMania event. Make it a two-night promo mania event. All right, you're getting crazy. I mean, I would love to check it out. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, uh, every now and then you get a you get a run in from uh, who the hell is another good announced good manager right now? Just give me, just give me a segment, man. 
you know what I'm saying? With these guys' backlog of like knowledge and like mm-hmm. the way they could just shit on each other with like the different like people they've represented, all the stories and things like that. It's like that would be nuts. That's like let's let's make some money. Yeah. Like that would be epic. All right. So but to bring it back, so uh, this lawyer said that they're under NDA. He didn't say anything about uh, Kenny Bucks and oh, Tony okay. Khan being under NDA, but that doesn't mean that they're not. True facts. Long story short, we still don't know what's going on, but at least now we know. We won't know what's going on for a long time unless Ace Steel's wife says something. Yeah, looking forward to that Dark Side of the Ring episode. Good we, they're gonna go right after. They're like, "All right, how much money you want? How big's the oh. bag? Mm-hmm. How big bag you want?" Yeah. Do we need the Brinks truck? We'll get it. We'll get. Hell, it. you could even team with Maxwell Jacob Freeman. I mean, he's an executive producer on the freaking Freebirds movie. Uh, not the Freebirds movie. The um, the Von Erichs. Yeah, he's he's an executive producer on the Von Erich uh, movie. I mean, you could probably almost call it a Freebirds movie. I know, right? <laughs> uh, I'm looking I hear it's to really that. good. We have to see it, yeah. Maybe I could get it and we can watch it. We should, we like, should definitely When it do comes out on DVD, we'll, we'll yeah, watch we, it we should... on DVD. Yeah, we could do uh, like a live reaction or something. But anyway, that's... That's That's future, future. us problem. Christmas for now. <laughs> for now, because we don't have a lot of time remaining. And speaking of not a lot of time remaining... Apparently, uh, there's a concept for a show being pitched. It's going to be a social media show by WWE called WWE Speed. Uh, We talked about this briefly, where matches have a five-minute time limit. Um, And apparently, there's going to be a countdown clock on the board. They taped an episode, uh, I guess, to shop around. Concept. Right. For proof of concept. Uh. What I don't like about this, and you'll probably figure it out before I even say it because it's in line with things I've said in the past about stuff like this, is it kind of ruins the suspension of disbelief because, like, we see matches 8, 10, 12, 15 minutes. To to limit it to five minutes, it makes it more difficult to believe that it's real. Yeah, like, why is this match so much longer than that match if you can do it in five? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Now, we've seen matches with enhancement talent, and we know what they are, and that it's it's kind of the same thing, but also not. Because, like, if you get someone that looks like uh, a Braun Breaker or a Von Wagner or something like that, and then versus someone that, like one, two, three kid before he beat Razor, right? Then, like, all right, we know what's happening here. You're going to get tossed around and flattened. So that was that thing. But this, eh. it's like the um, beat the clock challenge. Is this supposed to be with, like, well-known guys? Because, like, I'm trying to figure out how this makes sense. Like, you wouldn't use your top talent unless you're doing, like, an Omos, you know, squash match or something. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to think, like, how to make this work. Like, I wouldn't use any main event talent, anybody that's, like, super important or special for this. I wonder if... Unless maybe... their matchup is, like, a Hammenegger. It's like, or... here's your opportunity 
to face this person. Mm-hmm. You got five minutes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If it's something like that, where it's like, like the, yeah, okay. like the survive, survive Kurt Angle. Survive yeah, like challenge. What's your name? Where you from? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, but if it's like two guys that are actually superstars, then this is you the suspension of the belief argument. Like, there's no getting around on it. Or right. Around it. Um, unless they're using this as sort of a way to Sorry, highlight. Sorry, glitching out here. Let me just stop that yeah. there. Let me fix you here. Okay. You're fine. Okay. Unless this is some way for them, some new way for them to sort of highlight the cruiserweight style talent. So you get like a like a Dragon Lee versus a Wesley, which they've had long matches, but yeah, if, but if you take two guys that hit can hit a lot of moves pretty quickly, then it could seem like the match is a lot longer. Yes, but why aren't you always doing this then? I I feel like it's gonna be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like it could just ruin it. You know what I mean? Like you gotta sell. Mm-hmm. Like five minutes, what are you selling? Like I don't understand. You know, you gotta ha- play up the crowd and stuff. Mm-hmm. I got a question. Was SmackDown taped? I think so, yeah. I was having trouble because, mm-hmm. like, I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, is this crowd dead? And are they piping in audio? Because for the, was it Butch who wrestled a singles match and lost? Yeah. He lost to Dragon Lee for the North American title. That felt like it like it was quiet Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and owens versus carmelo hayes Mm -hmm. like i could hear the crowd but i didn't feel like i saw the crowd doing what i heard the crowd doing you know what i mean and i wasn't sure if it's just like my hearing i I don't know and so both on raw and smackdown i'll say this like some of the in arena interactions that the that um, talent were having with the fans, particularly like Judgment Day and like Rhea Ripley, felt more like how they'd act at a house show. Right. It, like if you can, like it's like they they were interacting with the crowd a little differently, kind of like maybe paying a little more attention to the crowd than than the cameras. Maybe it's just a Christmas thing. You know, yeah, like it, it could have been like. It's a special thing, you know? Yeah, like, they're like, oh, it's, it's a special episode, so kind of treat like a house show, but pay attention to the cameras a little bit as well. And like yes. like, like Rhea and Dom, when they did their pose before, uh, I'm pretty sure it was on Raw, when uh, they came in the ring, they did their pose, uh, that like, they were a little, they, they had a different interaction that I felt like was for the live crowd. So I wonder if maybe there was some... Um, backstage confusion as to whether it's 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 live pre-taped or just a house show kind of thing you know you bring up raw um oh was that the news on the speed uh, yep thing? Mm-hmm. um so on monday in the morning mm-hmm. okay or is it afternoon whatever i saw that there would be a match between jd mcdonough and our truth right And I said, I quote, reposted, and there was no stipulation here. I said, uh, let's go. Or something like, uh, if JD wins, if if Truth wins, JD is out and Truth is in. 
I mm-hmm. swear to God. And it was hours before it happened on Raw where they was like, granted, it didn't stick. But still, if J.D. lost, he would be out. And Truth mm-hmm. thought he was in because he thought when they attacked him, they were jumping him into the group. There was his initiation. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that tracks. Like, that makes sense. Name another 59-year-old talent that is doing as well in all aspects of their game as our truth 59 i don't know how old eddie kingston is he's not 59 i don't okay. he, he like I don't, he might be in his 40s but he's probably in his 30s. i think he's between like 35 and 59 years old uh you can never tell with that guy you know what i mean Man. so imagine <laughs> Between 35 and 59 years old, I'd say. Imagine describing like a, right. a suspect mm-hmm. and you like look like Foley in that old video we saw. Yeah. <laughs> he could have been between 39 and 60, sir. What's up? Eddie Kingston just turned 42. Yeah, you know, he is a very youthful person, I feel like. He looks like he's got a spring in his step. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like... That's right, partner. He might as well be 22, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Somewhere, you know, what was it, somewhere between 35 and 59. <laughs> yes. What? 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 Because because he's two years or a year and a half older than you. You're like, oh, he's 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 a he's a, he's a young whippersnapper now. Allegedly. Uh, listen, let's just move on. Uh, so <laughs> I've got here in my possession to close off this show. Mm. This very special episode of the Basement Bookers podcast. I have these WCW um, World Championship Wrestling official trading cards. Show everyone that's unopened. Unopened. Uh, you can clearly see. I can't. Nothing's dropping out. If Show you look the... at the back, yeah. you can't do the thing. It's mm-hmm. closed. This is official. Mm-hmm. I received this in a package for when I was the one of the like the second place maybe winner in the um, guessing of matches outside of Basement Booker's podcast. We're gonna open these. Shout out till we still watch wrestling, and then we're gonna. I, I would use names, but I don't know if people want their names used, but they know who they are. That's so, right. If you want your name used, just let us know below. Yeah. And we're going to open up here. Just going to get this pulling it so you can see that I'm opening it. It's, it's freshly open. You can. Sealed you can, for 25 years. Yeah. All right. So it's it's all opened up. Okay. We're going to. You hear the package? Yeah. Oh my God, it's so tight. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Oh, that's right. Let's go to. Oh wait, it, it's both sides. I just wanted to get it out, so I'll hey, put I'll... it sideways. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a good audible on my part. Okay, sideways. I would have thought of that. <laughs> All right. But then why they put it? whatever? It's W. They failed. I think All they right. have. Like, cause it's like a trading card. So, like, on the front is a picture of them doing something, and on the back is like a baseball card. Okay. All right. You ready for the first card? Hey, who who made these cards? Just real quick. Is it top? Okay. Or... So these WCW trading cards, 
Uh, it only says that they're the official trading cards. Let's see on the back. Okay. Okay. It says copyright 1991. So even older than the 32. clip. 32 years. Yeah. Older than some of our favorite talent. All rights reserved. Licensed by Turner Home Entertainment. WCW. Printed in the USA. So. Printing. This is original like WCW. Mm-hmm. WCW. So, are you ready for the first card? I am. So the first one we got is. We got Sid Vicious here. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks to be There's... like. You got Luger mm-hmm. in a bad way there. There you go. That's better than with the glare and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Get closer. Mm-hmm. And on the back, you know, it's got a picture ah. of him. Uh, I could read it. 316 pounds he's billed at. Memphis, Tennessee. What's his favorite hold? It says favorite hold. It doesn't say move. It just says hold. Mm-hmm. And I argue that this is not a hold. Has to save time because this will be very long. Mm-hmm. Power bomb. It's not a hold. Not is a it? hold. No. So, all right. If you're holding on to a power bomb, it might not be a power bomb. I'm just saying. Oh, in case anybody know wants to know what it says, I'm not going to read all of them because this will be a two-hour episode. Sid will be the first to tell you he's no blondie, prima donna, cutie pie. He has all the tools necessary to continue his reign of terror in the squirt circle, as inclined, uh, well, as shown on the front of this card. Lex Luger is inclined to agree with him. That's some interesting verbiage there, brother. You can oh. tell that the people writing these do yeah. not know their audience, and they probably don't even watch wrestling. Well, it was a different time. Now we have here Doom. Doom. And that's right, everybody. Your eyes do not deceive you. This is this is Doom, a.k.a. Rod Simmons. What, Butch Reed. It's a tag team. So it's just one guy in Doom. So it's mm-hmm. half of Doom, I mm-hmm. guess. And uh, he is obviously not Butch Reed. This is definitely Ron Simmons. Damn. Now, if you, you all remember him. And um, it says here, his favorite hold is the power slam, which is not a hold. And Butch Reed's got the clothesline. That's interesting because, you know, Ron Simmons would go to tag team with another man who's got an interesting clothesline. Mm-hmm. From hell. From hell. All right. Now we got. So Ron Simmons has a type. Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> he likes a clothesline guy because then it makes <laughs> him go. Damn. Damn. Next, we have Tommy Rich. Mm. Uh, Pretty boy, Tommy Rich. That's right, Rich Derez. Uh He's actually, he's known to wrestling fans worldwide as Wildfire, apparently. Uh, his favorite hold, Thez Press. Also not a hold. That's right. I'm oh, this is a, a good one. Here. Dutch Mantel, everybody. That dirty bastard. on there. That's mm-hmm. Dutch Mantel. His favorite hold. Any hold that doesn't hurt. Interesting. It's literally what it says. Let's get a look at these these famous mutton chops. 
there. Look at that. See those mantels. Also known in the WWE side as uh, Zeb Coulter or Uncle Zebekiah, depending on how far back you go. Yeah, uh, probably going to photograph these and um, I'll get them up to the Basement Booker's Instagram for you guys so you get a great, better look. Um, next, we have the fabulous Freebirds out of Bad Street. I don't want to get copyright struck. You know how it is. <laughs> um, all right. As mentioned earlier, in a more powerful position, we've got Lex Luger. We all know his favorite is the Power Slam. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's 6'5", 274 pounds at that time. Would you believe it? And that, look who he's got there. Suspended. Nature Boy. That's right. <laughs> Woo! You got it, dude. You got it. The Gorilla Press. Oh. Ready for this? Someone who also made an appearance early on in a Christmas past video. You know him. You love him. Teddy Long, baby. That's right. Holla, 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 player. So not only we got Doom, we got the manager of mm -hmm. Doom. Botto. We got to rule the world, baby. Makes sense. Sure. <laughs> and now, in the other, we've got a guy who, for some reason, some might argue it is for the love of the game, still doing it to this very day. A mainstay, if you will. A name synonymous with WCW. Woo! I'm talking about Rich the Riz's favorite, the Stinger. Look at him, a surfer sting. And his motto, boy, very original, super original, no paid, no gain. That's right. What would you expect more from Stinger himself, brother? Nothing. <laughs> He's a legend in this sport. We love him. Rich Riz. I, I respect him. him. That's right. Rich Riz respects him. Wow, you are in the holiday spirit. That's really I kind. Am. Thank you. Next, we have Terry Taylor. The Red Rooster himself. That's right. Uh, winning the World TV title. Mm -hmm. And his favorite hold is the five arm. Um, this is before he's ruined, I think. So, yes. Oh, here we go. Another famous tag team. Perhaps they battled against... Other people. Here they are, the fabulous Freebirds. But like it says, fabulous Freebirds, right? Mm -hmm. See there? Yeah. But on the back, mm -hmm. it's just Jimmy Jam Garvin. So I wonder okay. why that is. All right. So, it, so it's a card for Jimmy Garvin, but it's saying he's a member of the fabulous Freebirds. So to, you, you got to get like the whole set, like in Monopoly. Yeah, I'm gonna read what it says because mm -hmm. some of them you can. Yeah, because the uh, other one was uh was probably Michael Hayes because on the front was a picture of Michael Hayes. The other Freebirds card. He's not a frustrated rock and roll star. He is one. At least that's what he claims. His real claim to fame is pounding away not on a guitar, on a guitar or drums, but on his opponents. In this case, the unlucky victim is Tommy Rich. Band or not, J 
Jimmy Jam Garvin puts on a performance. Yeah, it's interesting that they're all together, like related a little bit here. We've got two cards left, Rich. Mm-hmm. And this one is I've everyone's heard of him. He's known everywhere. Get ready for Mr. Wall Street. You know him. Ah, VK you know Wall him. Street. Mm-hmm. Mr. Wall Street. Mm-hmm. That's right. AKA IRS. AKA the Progenitor. The seed deliverer of one rest in power. Pray Wyatt Wyndham Rotunda. That's right, man. So let's see what this says. Michael Wall Street. Great name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Has a lot to smile about these days. Besides having his opponent in his no way out stock market crash, which I guess is his finishing move. His multi million dollar inheritance has made him one of the richest men in wrestling. Say cheese. What the fuck? It literally says these writers were terrible. Don't worry, guys. The picture will be up on the Instagram, but it does say, say cheese. Like, you can see the quotes at the bottom. Oh, because cheese is money? Oh, okay. 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 I'll go with that. Yeah, uh, keep it in the holiday spirit. I'm going to say something here. Let's go. I'm gonna say, I'm There's gonna say one more card nice left, about, baby. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something nice about someone I don't like. Is it Vince Russo? Vince Russo. Could have done a better job writing these cards. Bro. It just so happens that I wrote these cards, bro. And let me tell you. No, I don't know. I'm just, I was just trying to do like a bad impersonation. It was, it was like, a very good bad impersonation. Look, I know you don't like the guy, but, you know, he wrote a lot of stuff. He wrote a lot of things. I'm just stating facts, all right? That's all I got to do. Sometimes you just got to state facts. If you know, you know. Yes, yes. The hand that was birthed. And now we have... Judy Bagwell. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. On a poll. All right, so now we have the final card. And it's Lex Luger. Oh, nice. Lex Luger, another Lex Luger. This time he's got... Maybe he's got like a Henning type in there. Maybe. I don't know. I I def I can't tell from here. I'm gonna have to see the scan when you yeah upload. What's like a fo- okay? Uh, let's see. Uh, check, AKA, check our socials for that. AKA the total package. Mm-hmm. Home Boca Raton, Florida means rat's mouth. That's right. And uh, favorite like hold the human torture rack, which technically is a hold. Yes, that is a hold. That is the first hold that is a hold. That's right. Uh, just to recap, all these holds. Power bomb, not a hold. Clothesline, not a hold. Power slam, not a hold. Fez press, not a hold. Any hold that doesn't hurt, that counts kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, for Michael Hayes, it doesn't even say. just says where he's from. Power slam, not a hold. Interesting. So I have Lex Luger with the power slam. And I also have Lex Luger with the torture rack. I'm a little confused here. Uh, hmm. Right? 
I'm not yeah. crazy. No, All right, so two different answers to the same question. So the Luger card, I dropped them. So okay, so one is number sixteen, mm-hmm. and the other is number twenty-three. Now the photos on the back, it's the exact same Lex Luger. Hmm. Only difference wise is what move they happen to be in, right? Mm-hmm. So one of these cards has his height and weight on it. The other ones have his alias and his home. Let's see. Oh, different flavor text. So I already read that one. So the one, so Power Slam Luger. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair looks for a landing zone as Lex Luger is about to inflict the Gorilla Press Slam. Lex, a former professional football player, has used his brute strength and cat-like quickness to become one of pro wrestling's most feared contestants. Cat-like quickness? I don't know about that. I mean, the, the capital of Nebraska is Lincoln, as far as I know. So, Rich Deriz... You know what it is. It's been great. I just want to just say before you do what you do so much here, mm-hmm. do my bit here and say happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and we're going to be back again next week for the bookies. Yes. Where we, you know how we do. It's our awards, what we think. And stuff about what we like and whatnot, and uh, how we feel about them. And it'll be here that we do that. And thank you, everybody. Uh, we hope that you have a great, wonderful, all the things. Um, if you are expecting anything on the 25th, we hope you receive that. And if you're going out for Chinese food, get an extra egg roll, pay for it for yourself. But remember, whatever you pay in egg roll, you get back in basement bookers dollars. Uh, Non-fungible, non-fungible, not even real, just a concept, really. But you get as much of that back on the egg roll. Good ROI, as far as I can say. Isn't that right, Richard is? I would have to agree, and I'm going to reiterate, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and upcoming, in case you are too busy next week, Happy New Year. Have a great one, everyone. Stay safe. Drive sober. Get someone sober to drive you, whatever the case may be. We've seen some really bad commercials. We don't want to see commercials as bad anymore for drunk driving. Please, come on. Yeah. Pop it already. Yeah, it might be better to take an Uber or whatever. Yes, I don't care if it's $80. So, <laughs> let us know what you thought of this. Let us know what you thought of Jerry's cards. That was a cool segment. Thank you, bro, for that. I was um, happy to share with everybody there. Yeah, I I, I kind of wish we could do something like that like every week. That, that would mean, be cool. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you thought. Let us know what you think of the cards. What's your favorite card? Which is your favorite non-hold hold that they have listed there? Uh, what would you have written for one of these cards? Let us know. Hit us up, do the like, do the subscribe. Of course, thank you for tuning in, checking us out with the video or the audio, our socials, do all the things, and Jerry's got a party message.
the match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. Ho, ho, ho. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers. Ho, 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 ho. And two booker dollars for everybody. Don't spend it all in one place, y'all.